There are people outside right now with loud They're music. They're outside? I assume so, because the music is kind of loud. I mean, it's like normal. Wow, are people not afraid? I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think people have different beliefs around what this is, is yeah mm-hmm. have you guys heard the 5g conspiracy oh the 5g yeah. the- oh. <laughs> i feel like someone i listened to this podcast do you guys know the read yes with um the kid furry and um, yeah and crystal yeah, and crystal yeah so they referenced that only because i feel like they were mocking uh carrie hilson <laughs> yeah she's the one that like really spearheaded the conspiracy. yeah yeah. I just like, like, where does this stem from? Like, how? Okay, but does let's it be honest. Work? My mom sent me this thing on WhatsApp. <laughs> no, no, you guys, it was really convincing. Okay, but how, okay, how does it work? Okay, so see, 5G, the frequency is like too high for our bodies. So, like, it's, it's, wait, just wait. Let me. Okay. <laughs> Something about it, um, causing flu-like symptoms because our bodies are fighting against it so like it doesn't against the frequency of 5g girl this guy this guy said he worked for the company right and he sounded really scientific he threw in like big words i was like to be honest if like microwave you know (laughs) i was like bro he sounds smart that's a hotep right there that's Bro. not it. Yeah. That's, that's, cause you know, they take these words and then if you, cause I want to know, where did you go? Where are you a medical professional? Where was this training that you got? Oh, so you just work with the people who made the frequency. That's not enough yeah. for me mm-hmm. yeah. personally, but I can see how it'd be convincing. It was so convincing. Like, I mean, every Nigerian family seems to have like a WhatsApp group chat. So like my brother came in and was like, this is false. <laughs> <laughs> I love the finality of it. He it's really false. just he said like no. this is false. I just listened to them. Wait, I just, wrong. Yeah. I just Honestly, let them go having on to and having on. to argue with those things is you starting the whole nother conversation yeah. that Honestly, I just leave them. Like when you, when they send it, I'm just like, you yeah. know what? Okay, noted, got it. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. I had a family <laughs> member keep telling me because there's also this conspiracy about it being the end of the world and like, you know, the sign of the devil kind of thing and like okay, that one I don't know someone, I, know, it, so. <laughs> I know I know but like a family member of mine who shall not be named was like don't go and take any vaccine <laughs> do you know so many people have been saying that and I'm just like why why would wow. you even spread this information yeah. like a lot of people and like actual like serious people in high power have been saying like don't take the vaccines when they do make them and i'm just like this is just very what people in power are saying this i I don't want to mention it (laughs) (laughs) oh we're recording already oh no are we recording yeah oh okay yeah it's like but it's like it's like people in like churches that are like you know high powers in church like people that a lot of people listen to yeah and i'm just like i don't like this message that you're spreading like it's for it's end times yeah but like advising people to not take the vaccines i don't really know about that yeah yeah but mm. let's do it (laughs) all right okay we move we move okay do you guys want to do the intro yes (laughs) it's been so long (laughs) (laughs) hi guys it's your host matilda and your other host hadiza and your other host imama and you're listening (laughs) to the africa lipso podcast Hi guys, welcome back to a new season. We are back and we back, 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 back. <laughs> I'd love Sorry. to say we're back and better, <laughs> but then we're back and locked up at home. So um I don't know if it's better. I don't know. But today on the episode we have a guest. We have yes, we Blessing do. Uchendu. <laughs> Hi, Blessing. How are you doing? I'm well. Good to be on with you, ladies. Yes. All right. And I'm going to start by your accolades, you know? 
Okay. <laughs> so blessing your licensed clinical social worker. That's right. And um yeah, you you're currently based in New York. I know you've um done a couple of work with kids and like I know you started your practice recently. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Like your professional background and a bit about yourself as well. Yes, happy to do so. So um I am a licensed clinical social worker, as you said, based in New York. Also a proud Nigerian American, so glad hey, to be hey. in good company. <laughs> Our <Nigesis>. Basically. <laughs> basically. Nigestis and a little bit of a rebel because I'm not a doctor. Actually not a clinical social worker. A therapist. I know. Hmm. It's crazy. Um Wow, such an outlier. I, <laughs> <laughs> it tells you a lot about me. But no, I'm Really proud to be part of this profession, particularly right now. Um, I, as you mentioned, am starting a private practice and I am really just thinking a lot about how folks are uh, adjusting right now. And um, I went into this field hoping to be a support to people who are going through difficult times. So the practice is Freshwater Counseling and Consulting mm. and recently launched my website. Uh, so that for folks is www www.freshwaterCC.com. That's F-R-E-S-H-W-A-T-E-R-C-C.com. Check it out, guys. And how do you offer, um, like, do you have like online services? Oh, great question. Yeah, Yeah. that's, I actually am exclusively online, even prior Mm. to um, this COVID era era that we're in. I've been providing, I know, it's, (laughs) I know, it's, because we'll remember it, we'll remember it. (laughs) as that it's had that much I mean it's going to go in the history books like that and so prior to that I was already practicing online with folks it's um I enjoy the technology and convenience that it allows for folks to be able to see me whether it's at their home or in their office after hours whatever's comfortable for them and I provide therapy for people who are U.S. based but then emotional wellness coaching for people both nationally and internationally. Oh. oh, that's exciting. And we can definitely delve more into it as we go. Cause like, I mean, there is a reason we have you on here. I, yeah. people probably know from the, um, the subject line of the subject line. Yes. The episode title. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like you guys probably know what we're talking about. But before we delve into that, how have your weeks been? And for Imama and Hadiza, mm-hmm. how have your last couple of um, months been? since we last recorded hmm interesting (laughs) well i mean i feel like a lot has definitely happened from the last time we recorded to now it's it literally is like i don't know like a whole year happened in between that space of what a month or on a couple months but um yeah it's just i mean we are now in lockdown so that's that Wait, Ottawa's not lockdown? Not lockdown, but like we are self-social-distancing, self Yeah, all those big, big terms. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's honestly, it's been good. Like, yes, we are self-isolating. It's not been like the best, but like, um, I don't really have that much to complain about. I'm thankful that like, you know... I have been affected, but not as affected as other people. So I'm thankful for like, I'm thankful that I still have a source of income. Essentially, I'm thankful for the things that I still have. Like I've missed this whole history times that we're in, but like, it's been okay, I guess. Not been the best, but it's been good. Yeah. How about you, Hadiza? Um, I'd say pretty much, um, it's been okay too. Like at first, like, I feel like, you know, you go through a roller coaster of emotions where it's like, Mm. you're firstly, um, like shocked. shocked. Like, oh, what's happening? Like, why is this happening? Da da da. And then you you come to an acceptance phase and like how to move forward phase kind of thing. How do I make uh. best use for me? I mean, I'm not working and stuff, but hopefully I'll get those benefits from the government. <laughs> Shout out to Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just like going with the flow of everything. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Blessing? So my motto right now is taking it day by day. Um, it is an adjustment and I think, um, as mentioned, the shock is wearing off a little bit. I am thankful in terms of having a community of support, obviously virtually, cause I'm also practicing social distancing, um, yeah, and, and, um, have a roommate actually. Okay, um, so not, so not completely alone, but definitely, I, I don't know, just kind of, well, I know we'll get more into this later, but kind of understanding 
what it is to kind of be in this time, how to kind of establish new routines. And Mm -hmm. I would say these last few days have been a little bit uh, more positive for me, taking it day by day and um, understanding that some days there'll be high points and some Mm -hmm. days low points and trying to be okay with accepting both the highs and lows is kind of where I've been. Yeah, I think that's that's been it really mostly for all of us. And like, as everyone said, really, the first couple of days were like really shocking for me, especially because the way I cope with just being who I am is being surrounded by people. So I know like the first couple of days, I literally laid down and I was home alone for those first couple of days. I, I didn't do one thing like at all. I was in despair. And I think that's kind of, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if I was overreacting, but it's just how my mental was like dealing with it because I guess I kind of saw that this was going to be the new norm and we don't even have it like an end in sight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was it for me. And I, I don't know, but yeah, that kind of leads us into why we're talking about this. Cause I've had a couple of discussions, Discussions with people really about like mental health and dealing with it right now in COVID. So like from people that have pre-existing conditions and like people that could possibly develop conditions in this time, given like different people's um what are, what are those things personality types? That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I'm like, huh? Don't mock me. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I just wanted to ask first of all, just throw it out there. Do you guys think that your mental health has been affected in any way at all since this started? I kind of want Blessing to go last so that we can then delve into ways that it's possible for this to affect you. So we are not like, you know, healthcare workers, like, or we don't have any background in like (laughs) therapy. So like, obviously we can't speak to like possible ways, but I wanted Uh us to go first so we can like, you know, talk about how we think it's affected us. And then you can speak more to it like professionally. Uh Yeah. Uh Sounds good. Um, I feel like, Like, I don't know. I feel like I might not see it now. Maybe I might see it later, like, after this all passes. Because I know, like, so my coping mechanism, you should just be sleeping. Like, I know I said I like sleeping. (laughs) I say I like sleeping a lot, and I say it every single time. But, like, honestly, a lot of times when, like, stuff happens that I just can't do with, I I just always sleep. Mm -hmm. And I found that I have been sleeping a lot more. Like since this whole thing started, but then it's like this past week, I didn't sleep as much as I was in the first couple weeks. So I'm like, that's progress. But I mean, other than like sleeping a lot, I don't like, I cannot see how it has been affected in another way. But I I feel like it might be something where I look back and I'm like, hmm, this changed. And like, you know, yeah. But like in the moment right now, I can't really, yeah, I can't really pinpoint, yeah, it being affected in a specific way. Yeah. So Hadiza? Um, I'd say for me, it's been more like I've had more time to think just because it's like I'm not doing as much like I'm not working and stuff like that, having to worry about money and among, among other things. So it's just been more time to think. I feel like mentally, I feel a little bit better mm. than before it started. Just because of the time to think. (laughs) (laughs) Some people are enjoying this thing. (laughs) I mean, look here, I actually am Elizabeth. I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to sound somehow. It's fine. I think like a lot of people are like, okay, people are going through it. Like people are Mm -hmm. losing people and stuff. But like you'd go on Twitter and people are still making jokes about it, you know. But like I think that's some people's way of coping. So I feel like all emotions are valid. So if you're Mm. enjoying it, it's fine to say you're enjoying it. I'm like, I just kind of always feel somehow being like oh yeah like you know i'm actually relaxing and like i'm starting a puzzle and while people are like yeah i <laughs> lost my, my emergency job. savings yeah. yeah i spent my 401k to go on the strip and like now i'm stuck in a cruise like things like that i just i just feel so like guilty for yeah guilty for being okay okay yeah. what can i do though yeah oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. Blessing, go. <laughs> I was just going to interject, though. I wonder if it's, and I want to take us way off course, but I wonder if it's not just about necessarily enjoying the pandemic, right? Because that's, I don't, that's not what no I'm one hearing, is. No. right? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not hearing from that. But something I've been reflecting on that might be worth talking about at some point is the way in which it's forced all of us to slow down. Mm-hmm. And um, for those of us who are in, you know, who are in spaces uh, where we're constantly striving 
So I think of that. My Most of my experience has been living in cities and in urban contexts, being a youngish professional, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. that comes with that. And this time, there's no place to go, nothing mm-hmm. to do in the way that we've known of distraction. And I almost feel like there's a way our bodies and spirits have sort of needed to take a deep breath and like exhale. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder if some of the quote unquote enjoyment has more to do with I have to slow down and just be still. And I've needed mm-hmm. to do that. So that's like one reflection I was thinking about in terms of of what it means to like enjoy this time. Mm, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Well, I could definitely see, see the difference in like the way she was able to just put all of that together. And I'm over yeah, here like, like, like <laughs> stumped it on my words. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying it. Um, I... <laughs> you see benefits of therapists, isn't it? Exactly. Seriously, because like, I feel like you just put together what we were saying much better. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You guys are going to be on the show every week if you can help me out. Bless you. Please tell us what we were saying. <laughs> so we said this. Can you interpret? <laughs> no. I hear you. I hear uh, you. Yeah, for me, I haven't had that chance to slow down. Like everyone is saying that for me, I haven't. Like I've been even more busy because I'm still working as well. But I feel like you like stress. I don't know. And I, I'm scared of that. I think maybe. No, honestly, she does. Maybe that was part of my despair in that, like, wow, this thing is really trying to force me to slow down. What is it? And you don't want to. And And you're like, I rebuke that. I rebuke that. I will not. It's like, slow down, never. Not in my dictionary. We only go upwards and forwards here. But that's kind of what I've been doing. I guess I've even been taking a bit more on my plate so that I don't have that time to really sit down but like I don't know if it's is that a negative thing it's just a thing of like I'm used to this I'm still able to think like the way Hadiza's like things slow down so she can think I think in the chaos I don't know is that a thing is that I I guess it's your thing oh yeah guru of all emotions (laughs) help us you all are hilarious um no I feel like actually it's great hearing your stories and your your stories in terms of how you're personally responding, because I think you are kind of exhibiting the range of responses that people can have to this, right? Mm. There is the potential for slowdown because a lot of the things that we in in the Western world have had as our distractions, uh, the things that we've gone to, whether it's people, movies, entertainment, restaurants have been removed from us. And so there is an option to slow down. But I think even in some of this, what, and I don't want to pathologize being busy, but there is a way that being left with ourselves sometimes and less distractions can inspire anxiety, right? (laughs) Being alone with our thoughts in a way that people are not used to because they've always had things to just to kind of keep them busy. So it is possible, and I see it happen where even in a pandemic, people can maintain as much busyness or more productivity because it's like, well, uh, what excuse do I have not to continue achieving and striving, right? Mm. So I like the idea of validating all feelings and sort of saying, these are the range of responses and what for me is working, mm-hmm. right? What is what is actually helpful for me or what is harmful and asking those questions, I think is useful. But I will pivot and say that like in this time, I like to think about it in terms of, um, are you all familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Yeah. Right. So like, I guess for maybe listeners who aren't aware, Mm -hmm. it's essentially this framework, it's on a triangle, folks can Google it, but Mm -hmm. it talks about like how before we can get to higher order needs like love and self-actualization, on the bottom level is our physiological and our safety needs, right? So I can't think survival. Exactly. This pandemic has brought some folks to that place, right? Where um, their anxiety and potentially depression, if they already had these uh, concerns, are likely further triggered, mm-hmm. right? As a result. And even if you didn't have pre-existing health conditions, if you're thinking about where's my next meal going to come from, Um, particularly in the U S I can't speak to Canada, but our social structures leave something to be desired. Right. So Mm -hmm. folks, folks are worried. Right. 
Um, I want to pause here because I feel like I've been talking for a little while, but those are some of the things that I think are coming up. No, blessing. I think you need to talk more. <laughs> I, think I could actually just listen to you talk yes. all day. First of all, you're a really good Same. talker. So yeah. like, we, I was just listening and I was reflecting on my life. I was like, exactly. It's like a whole I? therapy session. Wow. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I, I want to know also how you how you have been affected. Cause I know like initially we had had a conversation and you were like, you know, therapists are people too. Obviously you're probably able to deal with it better because you understand these things and you're able to attack things at the root. But then how have you been affected or have you been affected at all? I would definitely say I've been affected. And I guess in theory, yes, as a therapist or someone who's trained to do this, we may have more knowledge of certain skills, but before a therapist, I'm a human first. Mm -hmm. And so that also affects my ability to be able to uh, use the skills that I have at my disposal, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I still have to remember those, but I would say I'm affected much like everybody else is affected because it's not anything I've ever experienced before. Mm-hmm. It's I'm thankful that I still, um, cause I have another, uh, full-time gig on the side in addition to my practice. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful that I have relative security in that way and uh, a secure place to live and food. Right. Um, and I'm not worried about that in healthcare but at the same time to know folks who don't have that, right? Um, to be worried about uh, the health of loved ones um, is still something that weighs on me. Also the change and the inability to kind of connect with loved ones in person. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's an interesting, um, I don't, I, it's still early and I'm thankful to still be able to connect with people online um, and through the phone, but it's different. Those are some of the things that I'm noticing as far as if you want to say like an impact on me, just I'm a human in this too. I've never lived through a pandemic and Mm -hmm. I also have some uncertainty in the, what does this look like as far as a time frame, right? So I, I I feel like I am in that human experience with people, even as Mm -hmm. I help guide people through this experience yeah i agree like it's just it's a lot going on really because it's people losing their jobs it's people losing actual loved ones that's the one that i feel like hasn't because the numbers are not i i don't not to sound negative they're not yet as high that it's affected every social circle do you get Mm. what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like i don't even want to think about a situation where someone I know through even someone else mm-hmm. would pass away from this. That's when I think things will just change and I don't Yeah, just know. like spiral. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to spiral. And that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I guess that's why it's important to talk about like mental mm-hmm. health and dealing with these kind of things now. Mm-hmm. But it's also people that are on the front lines, like nurses, yeah. they're going every day into work with mm-hmm. the potential of getting the virus. It's mm-hmm. like that fear is... It's anxiety. It's so real, yeah. It's like their daily lives. I think not just nurses, but people in general that are going out to provide services oh, for yes. other people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. grocery store yeah. workers. Yeah, very mm-hmm. true. Yeah, it's yeah, no, it's it's definitely like uncertain times and like sometimes I just feel like I'm living in a movie and it just does not feel real because I'm like this obviously like this can't be real like obviously I can't <laughs> obviously. just work from home forever like things like that it just feels so surreal but like. Yeah. It actually is real. It's happening, I guess. Yeah. It's, we just I, I have guess. To deal with it. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. So, um, I guess we could also dive into like people that have already existing mental health issues because I have a friend who, and I was telling you this earlier, blessing, but, um, I have a friend who deals with depression, basically, and mm-hmm. like anxiety. And when this first came up, she was like, Oh, finally, everyone else is, um, experiencing the anxiety. I feel like every single day. And she was like, at least I can pinpoint my anxiety right now. Because a lot of times I guess they feel it and they can't really address the root of the feeling. Then over time, she's now getting really anxious. Like, I cannot leave my front door anxious. She's like, yep, 
that's it for me. I'm not going outside because she literally gets like anxiety bouts when she has to go pick up the mail in her apartment, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so I was just, I was thinking about people with actual existing issues and like, obviously this will probably worsen that, right? I guess, so it's hard to say for everybody, Everyone, right? Yeah. What will happen mm-hmm. to them? But I think that it's, um, as a social worker, I think a lot about person and environment perspective. And mm-hmm. all that means is that like, it isn't just about you as a person having issues, but also the environment around you is interacting with you. So things that are going on internally with you are impacted by what's happening outside of you. So I think based off of that, yeah, it is if you already have pre-existing vulnerabilities or ongoing mental health challenges, having an environment around you that is increasingly unstable or uncertain, um, it does make sense that those could be triggered, right? Like that Mm -hmm. those could be exacerbated in this time. I would say something that is also unique is that many people are experiencing the the anxiety and uncertainty. And there's a way in which that energy can be catching and why I think one of the practices of limiting um, news consumption and social media, Mm -hmm. um, not for people with mental health um, conditions, but also people who don't have diagnosed conditions, just because the intensity of it can really make us all feel really uh, discouraged, overwhelmed and fearful. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's how I would, that's how I think of folks who already have conditions and why it's even more important to lean into tools that they may have, uh, if your friend and other folks have had experiences and been fortunate to do therapy Mm -hmm. and work on coping mechanisms, right? Um, Mm -hmm. those are all the more important to lean into. If someone is taking medication, making sure to try to stay up on that medication to kind of maintain stability is really key. One thing I did notice, like there's a lot of students right now that they really leaned on the mental health facilities that school offered. But like with mm. campuses closed right now, for instance, people might not have access to their like therapists those resources, and yeah. those resources like on campus. So it's the, that also, I'm just saying it probably plays a really big role into like younger people anyways that were on campus and stuff like that right now. So uh-huh. I guess trying to, as Blessing said, trying to use the tools that you have learned prior to this whole thing happening and trying to listen to them more imama mm-hmm. you said you had a question though yeah i guess oh I mean, if, like, can i jump in really quick with a with a resource yeah. actually yeah. um mm-hmm. o- only because i think it's funny that i've used it before with people and it's actually out of canada it's called uh anxietycanada.com www so it's an online resources with self-help info, programs, workshops. I guess it's based in British Columbia, but there's a lot of tools both towards adults and um, youth in terms of managing anxiety. Oh, that's mm. blessed. You guys should check that out. So it's like it's resources you can use right now if you can't access mm-hmm. personal like therapists and stuff like Interesting. that. Interesting. Yep, that's exactly it. And that's actually kind of where my question was like going to come from, I guess. Like I know you had spoken about like an online platform and I guess I was just wondering, because I know therapy in general is usually pretty expensive. Like I don't think the average, at least I know when I was in school, I definitely could not afford it. Like the only reason why I even can now is because work gives us us insurance. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, honestly, once that, like once that amount runs out, I'm just like, see you next year. (laughs) 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 But, um, um, yeah, so I guess I'm just like, I'm just very curious as to like how the cost of like therapy is going to be affected by this. Like, do you think people are going to like subsidize the cost now? Or like, do you think it's just going to stay as is? Because I, I can imagine an increased number of people needing to actually talk to someone now. Like, you know, if it's not family, if it's not friends, like, you know, a therapist or someone. And like online therapy is definitely a thin and I'm just wondering how the cost will be affected, especially because there's going to be like a huge number of people needing it and especially people in not especially but like including people in like the lower classes who could get it for free and Mm -hmm. through specific platforms like school and stuff like that there's helplines sorry 
I know this is a question for a blessing and maybe she can also speak to it. But in my research, I saw a lot of like helplines come up. Yeah, there are helplines, but the helplines that I have seen, it looks like anybody can volunteer. So I know like it most of the them. Best. Yes, exactly. It's like I could even volunteer. They just, it's usually just, do you need somebody to talk to? And I mean, that's great. Honestly, I absolutely love the fact that that is even available. Yeah. But I guess when you actually do want to talk like a professional, mm-hmm. so it's like, what happens then? Do I have to pull from my, I don't know, my no life savings? Money. <laughs> <laughs> or like just no money, that, period. Yeah, exactly. No money yeah. It's like, what happens then? That That is a, a challenge. Um, I'll say with the hotlines, my understanding is if it was some like a lay person that uh, they will have un- undergone training and most hotlines that I'm familiar with are much more targeted towards crisis intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, so mental health crisis, suicidality, having a place to go. Right. But for the type of therapy that it seems like you're, you all are referencing an ongoing relationship and conversation yeah. and working on things. I am not familiar with a hotline that addresses that with mental health professionals. Yeah. And it's hard for me to say whether or not I think therapy will be subsidized or remain something that feels like a privilege for only some, right? That's a challenge Mm -hmm. for me um, personally. Like there is a piece where there are at this point, I don't know what this looks like, but in communities where there's lack of access, right? There may be community mental health clinics where people are able to go for low cost. But of course, there's never enough for the people who need them. Yeah. Mm. And what then happens is often these environments don't necessarily in turn have the funds to pay therapists enough, right? So there is an interrelationship there between if therapists are there, it might be early on in their career and it might not prove to be able to be financially sustainable for someone, right? They often, um, I speak into the US context, uh, the mental health field doesn't tend to be one where we support it enough financially for people to be as sustainable, right? Yeah. Until they enter private practice space. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it leaves a swath of people out. What I will say, though, is there has been an increase of apps or things that are companies that are running platforms to increase access to mental health. So Talkspace Talkspace, and BetterHelp are ones that they're companies where their fees are lower to consumers. Um, I think they might, whether it's insurance or it's straight cash based, it is cheaper than a typical person who might be in private practice and offering, offering support that way. So those are some of the things that I've seen. And I've seen an increase of those kinds of companies popping up um, mm. to to support folks. But I would say I agree with you. It's really tough for folks who are on the most vulnerable in society to have access to care that they're deserving of because of cost. I think that that is a good place to kind of address how our society and I guess we could speak of like our society like in the West, given that we're here now and then also back home, but like how we see mental health, because if like we as a society prioritize mental health, there would be more going into subsidizing mental health and making it available for people and for people of different classes, not just like seeing it as a luxury, as Blessing said. But um, I saw an article where someone was just talking about how they feel like there's going to be like a I can't remember the words they used, but they talked about how there's going to be probably like a, a really big mental health issue to Push? address. Like, oh, like a mass um, developing of mental. I don't remember <laughs> the word he used in the um, mm-hmm. the article, but like after we deal with the physical problem, which is the virus, we're still going to have echoes of like mental health issues that have developed over this time. And Mm -hmm. that because we don't see it as the same as, for instance, a disease, that kind of thing, we're not going to address it at its root. And like a lot of governments aren't pouring. I understand that because we're running out of like actual resources (laughs) to, to directly address this problem. But like mental health at this time is actually really, really important 
because like mm-hmm. people that are suffering will not be as productive to pick up the economy when we have to you know so it mm-hmm. kind of ties into like the actual economy people's health but yeah i hope that we're addressing this but like how do you see this affecting africa like the mental health and maybe we can speak to more nigeria because that's the society we know but we know like generally sub-saharan africa does not like to address mental health (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i feel like i mean from what i've seen online personally from what i've seen online i feel like it's really mainly going to impact the privileged people and i feel like the more privileged people might might um definitely see it as more necessary now as opposed to the more vulnerable in society because just from what i've seen like i still don't think like the country or like the government speaking for nigeria anyways i don't think like the government or the country is like they haven't said anything not one word about like mental health throughout this whole entire thing so like i don't think it's something that they're even thinking of addressing but at the same time it's like who knows we're just in like the early stages and hopefully the early stages are the last stages <laughs> but like anywhere. <laughs> amen <laughs> but like we're just in the early stages and like so maybe they are going to talk about it later down the line but like it's nothing that they have mentioned right now and it looks like the initiatives that i have seen online anyways they're mainly geared towards the more privileged yeah. in the sense that they are online so it's like you know it's like those people who do not even have access to an online resource like they don't even have access to the internet or they just don't have like you know enough mb or like data or whatever to start doing like a telehealth oh, conference with oh the uh, yeah with a therapist it's like what happens to them then wow so, like, i didn't think of that actually because yeah. like right now a lot of us are coping with things online like even exactly. all the websites that we're offering they're still websites you yeah. still have to have <laughs> internet but like yeah. a lot of people in nigeria can't even have access to that so mm-hmm. but then so what happens like then people in nigeria um a lot of people in nigeria also live in communities to some degree mm. so i feel like here you're more likely to be isolated but like isolated but when you think about it it's like the idea of this whole social distancing is to not be in a community community. (laughs) yeah i guess so you're right but then i just feel like um nigerians would still like at least you would be living in a house with somebody or like Mm -hmm. you would have made a pact with your neighbors or whoever you're sharing your apartment with or whatever that like we're all this is one house essentially yeah this is a yeah i think they're more likely to band together as a community like i like a community but isolating yeah so get, like, oh, an isolated community yeah. distancing yeah because yeah. uh. i know even when we lived in port Harcourt, there was like our neighbors there were like at least five families living in like one compound for mm-hmm. instance so like mm. it's still like you're still more supported than right now like i mean here you're very distant from your family mm-hmm. and i mean you don't have that community so you're more likely to be impacted you know mm. i think but like Going off that just for like one minute, it's like, yeah. I get that. But at the same time, I also wonder how that would affect people because it's like, imagine being like a lot of people, like as much as they love their family, it's like they <laughs> do not probably want to be in the same house for like 24 hours. Like they literally leave their houses to like a different safe space or like, you know, maybe like their work was a safe space or like school, like things like that. So it's like, now you are, your family isn't always, exactly. Your family, exactly. Mm -hmm. Especially as them. Yeah. It's like, I mean, honestly, I'm just like, I don't even know. Like I've seen, did you, I don't know. Did you guys see this thing? How in China, like a lot of, like when they lifted the, um, lockdown, like a lot of people filed for divorce. No. Yeah, I saw, and I mean, I saw, and I'm like, okay, like, I was like, this is funny, but it's also not really funny because when you think about it, like, imagine how toxic that must have been for them in those, like, what, three months, four months? Yeah. For them to come out and be like, you know what, I can't do this shit anymore. I'm done. (laughs) So it's like, and I can't even imagine, like, yeah, anyways, it might be a like, good thing though because you're actually addressing like problems that probably existed, but you guys were able to um, seek other things. To, mm-hmm. And like, I've also that. seen another thing, and I'm tr- I'm sorry for being on such a negative spiral, no, <laughs> but like I said, that there was like <laughs> there was like an increase of like GBSV, so like gender based sexual violence against like women in households, essentially. So like there's been really? an increased number of calls, and I can't remember what country mm-hmm. it was. I I can probably 
probably look it up but i did see that online yesterday and i was just like that's crazy because now like these people have to be trapped in this house with this man with their abusers yeah exactly Uh their abusers yeah like might not be a man but yeah and i'm just like it's just i feel like there's definitely a lot to consider because it's Uh like yeah. There's yeah. a lot going on anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and I think what for what you mentioned, it's not just like I remember reading a post about that for cases in Canada. I think there also has been some increase like in like, spike, yeah. So I think it's you know, if you have isolation or so social distancing everywhere, you're gonna see an increase of like those kind of things I feel. Yeah. yeah. I would also I would say that I don't I wonder if it's about an actual increase in the violence or more increase in reporting, reporting because I think yeah. the intimate partner violence has existed but then mm. there have been these social mechanisms for us leaving the house that maybe mm. have helped to mitigate those Unbearable. right yeah. because it's I would I would want to be careful to say that it's not a pandemic that's necessarily the one that's causing intimate partner violence because those Mm. dynamics are rooted in power and control. But Mm. instead, now that there's no, there's no space. So maybe an abuser would go to work or maybe the person who is being abused would go to work Mm. or have sanctioned ways of having some distance. And now, right. But now, their folks have to be together longer. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it's about an increase in, in reporting Supporting. that, that is, I don't know. I haven't seen those stats. Um, but that's something that I think about and the piece, um, of kind of being in the, the home. And you guys bring up a really great point about the strain that comes up, right? So how about folks who are parenting used to having their kids in school? used to working. And even this whole work from home thing, I saw a great quote the other day that said, you're not working from home, you're working at your house during a crisis, right? Mm -hmm. So the crisis is coming first, right? Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I loved that distinction, though, because it's not just this luxury, oh, I get to take a nap, I'm chilling. No, it's not because there are people who whose jobs are set up to work remotely. Many folks myself, uh, you know, for my day job, it is a pivot that was not intentional. So it is requiring a lot of shifting to be able to learn how to, it's a learning curve to learn how to engage in the virtual landscape for companies that are not accustomed to doing that. That's an added stress, right? Then you are trying to do Zoom calls and people having, they don't stop being parents. You have kids, they're like, mommy, daddy, auntie, right? They're, they're, they're just doing them. So there is a lot of additional strain being put on folks um, in addition to kind of the concerns that are going on globally around what's happening to them. And I, I go back to what are things that help folks can help people cope during this time. Yeah, and, yeah right? I was going to go into that and be like, let's, let's try to end on a better note. Like, Hey guys, <laughs> how do we cope? Yeah. Cause it's, it's been a lot. And yeah. like, we brought up all the like negative parts of it, but like what sunshine can we see in this? I like, got sunshine. Cope. I knew yeah. it. I was oh, ready to <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I want to I, I want to add that I think the things that you brought up we can call them negative but if we go back to I think one of you all had mentioned that all emotions are valid, right? Mm-hmm. That really mm-hmm. the, this all of these things are realities and I'm my approach I'll say as a therapist is not necessarily about like the silver just saying the silver lining or like being positive poly but more about sort of being grounded in our reality and saying, this is hard and this does suck. And at the same time, there are things that we can look for to maintain us, to stabilize us in the midst of a really difficult time, right? We can both grieve and lament that a lot is happening um, and that grief is coming closer to our doorsteps, right? That that, that scary reality exists. And at the same time, we've been able to wake up today. We're able yeah. to, to record a podcast. Mm-hmm. We're able to say like, you know, and, and have laughter through, through this podcast, right? In yeah. the midst that both are true at the same time. And so with that in mind, when I think about what are the things that help people cope, I love to think about like, one, um, are folks religious or spiritual, right? Mm-hmm. If so, is this an opportunity or might this be an opportunity for people to lean more on 
a higher power as they know it and want to understand it, right? And these times of uncertainty. So for some folks, that looks like prayer. That looks like engaging online with the spiritual community, right? Since we're, we really shouldn't be convening, though some people I hear are still doing church communally oh, no. and, and, and person, I think right? That but I want to be very so clear my stance. Africa. Oh, not just, I mean, outside of Africa as well. So I'm not just shading the continent. Oh, There's no, US-based things that I'm hearing and I'm, I'm taking a strong stance, um, at least in my US context. I can't yeah. speak for anybody else that that social distancing is the way forward. Mm -hmm. Um, With that being said, I'll get off my soapbox. Um, I do (laughs) think finding other ways to engage with one's spirituality, if that is their leaning, is a really great grounding. So prayer, meditation, if that is your thing. I think also there have been, I don't know, like I'm not techie, so I don't even know how apps work, but at least (laughs) if if, if, if you can access them globally. But I've seen an increase of like fitness based apps be offered for free for sh- for this time so in dealing with anxiety and depression and other mental health issues sometimes getting one's body moving and having the commitment to do that on a daily basis even if you don't feel comfortable leaving the house to take a social distant walk yeah. that type of activity how about even dancing? This is a podcast that is global and rooted in Nigeria shaking and moving one's body. I constantly see Bless the DJs who are um, oh, online. On, like, yeah, live yeah, streams of these things. Exactly. Yeah. Getting up and dancing. It doesn't have to be this thing that's this stereotypical Zen thing where you sit and meditate all day through the pandemic if that's not your thing. Yeah. Dancing and movement um, and celebration and joy, even in the midst of sadness, is still valuable. Yeah. If you're into having the Zoom or FaceTime happy hours that people do, that's another way for like connection. Um, There are apps that I'm hearing about where you can play games with people. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, No house party. Thank you. That one. (laughs) Those that's that's one. But I I really go back to like, if nothing else, right, if for me, it's about trying to stay present and not thinking too far into the future of what's going to happen next because none of us really know. And I would argue that prior to this pandemic, we have all been vulnerable as human beings because we don't know, like we don't know what will happen. We have, we have had plans. Those of us who have been more economically secure and had relatively privileged lives. It's just because life has happened to work for us that we've said, oh, I can plan and I can anticipate that this thing is going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. But the reality is our privilege has blinded us or shielded us from the fact that we're all very vulnerable. And this pandemic has brought this to bear. And so what about staying rooted in the present moment and saying, you know what, I don't know what's going to come tomorrow. But in this moment, what is one thing that I can do to have an experience of rest in this moment? Um, Mm. I want to shout out, uh, one of my pa- favorite pages on Instagram is the Nap Ministry. Wow, um, what's that? That's, that's my ministry. Go in. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm also on? I'm a big proponent of naps. Um, I oh. follow her on Instagram, but the beautiful thing about it is that it's about naps and so much more. Um, the person who runs it references herself as the Nap Bishop. Right, mm. so hey, Mama, you can be the um, <laughs> the minister. Yeah, <laughs> just follow her and tell her you guys are spiritual buddies. <laughs> Honestly, I really just my my call in. Who knew? <laughs> There's other like-minded uh, individuals. individuals. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but what I love so much about this person's platform is the way that she talks about rest. And not just in embodied in napping, right? Because people can easily say, oh, it's about having the luxury to nap, but I have to work. What about these people on the front lines who don't have time? And she expands on rest and saying that it's a, our birthright. It's our human right. And even if it's taking a minute to stare out the window and daydream, even if it's closing one's eyes for 20 seconds, like healthcare workers who are working 20 hours a day exhausted, but taking a moment to close their eyes, take deep breaths in and out. For even Mm. 20 seconds that we, that we try not to make rest this huge thing that only the privileged can do if they have the perfect bedding and pillows and then they can rest. Mm. But even for those who are the most marginalized, right? 
instead of seeing the pandemic as a time to grind out more things and be more productive because social media is, is, is also trying to keep us busy and active and, and, and moving all the time, but that we, for our mental health, make space to say, it's okay for me to feel sad. This is very strange and different. Yeah. And I don't have to do anything but rest. And I think, I don't know which one of you all said, I just slept a lot. And I didn't know if there was mm-hmm. something wrong with you me, if I was is. overreacting. <laughs> was, it, was it Imama? Oh, yes, it was me. Yes. There was nothing, there was nothing wrong. Your body, that was a, your form of likely your body expressing something mm-hmm. and saying, and, and the fact that you went with it and let yourself do that because that was the coping that you needed. That is, we're experiencing those different things and not judging ourselves and not saying, why are we being lazy? And I can speak to this as Nigerian American, like rest is not <laughs> normal to me. It's, it yeah, is more grind, grind, grind. No, yeah. we're not at all. That's one piece that I can say. I know before coming on, I had spoken with Matilda and said, like, I don't want to come on like an expert for all mental health. I didn't grow up in Nigeria, even though I'm Nigerian American, but the being raised by people who all they know how to do is work has mm-hmm. is mm. in my DNA. And so I said, during this time of pandemic and slowing down, it is a stressful, scary time. And it's okay to allow ourselves to live with that. And if our body says, I need to take a nap, I need to rest, I actually don't have the energy to do the 10 side projects. I always said I would do if I mm. had time, even <laughs> though I don't have time. My time is if I need to have a moment to just stop and breathe, I'm going to have compassion for myself. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things that I and sort of offering up as things that I am trying to live into the reality of as a human being and also offering as someone who whose job it is to support people through difficulty. These are some of the practices that I think um, are useful. Are there other things that you all would offer as things that you have been trying to practice what you know, whether it's big or small, Mm -hmm. but that have kind of helped you to stay a little bit grounded? What are some of the things that you've been doing? For sure. Um, I guess I had been reading up a lot because like, because mm. I, I hadn't been coping with it properly, like initially. So then I looked online and like, I know someone said, and this is a little thing, but I saw it impact me a lot, like make a different, like a good change. Sorry, morning, my brain is not working. <laughs> I woke up really early to go grocery shopping so I didn't have to go um, be in contact with people. That's an excellent coping. That is, <laughs> that's no, that's what I literally did that the other week. It, it's a great anxiety management strategy. Yes. There's like, people aren't out yet and stuff like that. But I had read online where someone said to just carry your day out as structured as it would have been when you were working so uh-huh. like um for the first couple of days i wouldn't take my bath, and i'm snitching myself i guess <laughs> but I, I would take my bath like once in two days for instance and like at the end of the day kind of thing and like it it made me a bit slower but now i try to like put a bit more structure into my life so like Mm. i don't feel like the pandemic is the center of my life Mm. like Mm. i i feel like i have purpose each day when i wake up because i know that i scheduled something um at least even if it's a little thing you know and and they had also talked about like exercising often that that has really really helped me i know you can still go on walks as long as you're like two feet right away from six feet six Six feet. feet Girl, two feet. I hope so. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I have been like going on walks. I know it's like stay in as much as possible, but because I was feeling too boxed in, I did uh-huh. and just made sure that I when I came back, I was um, you know, cleaning, washing my hands and like everything, not touching my face when I was out. But you can uh-huh. still go on walks. It's still something that they suggest that you do mm-hmm. because like human beings are social beings and like i think that going on walks has really worked for me mm-hmm. going on walks mm-hmm. and structuring my days how about you guys um i'd say for me um I, it's kind of every day bring something new mm-hmm. so mm. every day like you know i have set a structure in terms of how i'd be working now the kind of things i want to get done and stuff but then i've kind of you know 
kind of just you know once a day comes i'm feeling a certain way i write out however i'm feeling and mm-hmm. stuff like that so, so you're following your emotions yeah now, following better. yeah mm. better, yeah i guess so yeah kind of that's cool that's good mm-hmm. that's really good I'm happy for yeah. you because like i know like when you were, were working you didn't really have time to think mm-hmm. much about your emotions mm-hmm. so it's really nice now that you have the time to actually listen, mm-hmm. listen like, yeah mm-hmm. i've noticed that yeah you so, noticed yeah i noticed that mm-hmm. like Oh, um, look at you guys being You know, cute. this warms my, ther- my, my therapist heart is just like, yeah, those emotions. Let them speak to you and listen. Yes. That was Hadiza, right? Yeah, that was Hadiza. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, it's really yeah. good seeing the positive That's change. Nice. How about you, Mama? Um, I've actually been baking a lot. I've been cooking a lot. I don't, yeah. like, I've been yeah. trying new recipes and, like, you know, just yeah and what else i've also been wow i've been working out a lot actually guys are you proud proud of me (laughs) (laughs) i have actually been working out like i work out like almost daily which is something i never would have done yeah if not for like this mama do you prefer working out like at morning home? or evening like oh. morning so morning? like morning yeah okay, morning yeah, because yeah. well. yeah. then i can shower right after and then just go straight to work, straight to work. or like oh. shower during my break or something so you've been waking yeah. up early early girl i do this right. <laughs> <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> yeah so i feel like and i've also been reading a lot so like i found like there were a lot of books that i just had always wanted to read and i just it's not like i didn't have the time i just always like gave myself an excuse but mm-hmm. now that i have the time it's like i've actually been like reading and i've been like i really like i feel like it's just come back to me how much i enjoyed like reading, reading. books like i really Ooh. really enjoyed reading mm-hmm. and like now that i i get the chance to like yesterday i took a nap in the middle of the day so i anyways like i took a nap and then like so i like was able to stay up late and i stood up for like two hours like i probably slept at like 2 a.m and i was just reading and i was like i really really enjoy this like i just yeah anyway i'm so jealous of you guys though because like i hear you guys being like i'm more in tone with my emotions (laughs) i am in survival mode right now like i'm more of like how can i not tip over like that's what i'm not fall apart kind of yeah how can i not fall apart so Mm -hmm. like mine is more of like adding structure and stuff you guys are like i'm doing all these things i couldn't do i'm just like what what is I mean, it's not that I'm not enjoying my time mm-hmm. or anything, but like, it's just, I'm not, yeah, maybe it's because last week was busy. I'll, I'll keep you guys updated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, work has also been busy for you as well. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. that's, that also might be why. Cause like, I mean, we're also still working. Like, yeah. we still work. I still work eight to four every day. You probably still work nine to five. Yeah. And it's like, work has and been busy beyond. for you. I feel yeah. like when you work, in quote work from home like there's this thing because your computer is right there so it's like yeah. even after hours so i found myself like like still work. me too still work. actually See? yeah like- mm, this is bringing up i know we're almost out of time but i <laughs> want to throw out the word boundaries and how yeah. do we mm. segment between now we're all working from home so does that mean all time is work time yeah right so how do you make a clear separation yeah especially yeah. when they don't pay you overtime they don't exactly important, important. <laughs> these are things very important things to consider yeah i had someone message me at like 9 p.m and they, from work and they're mm-hmm. like i have a question and i looked at him like do i declined <laughs> i still replied because there's still this thing like they know i'm online they it doesn't matter my computer yeah it Mm-mm. doesn't matter i know i know boundaries Mm-mm. important Mm-mm. yeah so like i guess we can kind of conclude like oh my gosh try to reach out to i've i've been connecting with people oh my god same oh my people gosh. i hadn't spoken to in like years, years. Yeah, yeah so like i think you you brought it up um blessing already but like i'm just like harping on how important it is even though you're not physically next to people like to still like reach keep out? your social circles strong especially now 
So like reach out to people, even if you can't be there with them physically and just like, you know, speak more about your feelings and how it, everything is making you feel, I think, because like, you know, I know I like I talk to some of my male friends right now and like, you know, they've been taught to do hard guy, hard guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Like, you know, some people are losing their jobs and they're still having to keep up this like persona of like strength. But it's like it's not necessary. I'm your friend. Like you can talk to me. Open. So be more open you know about i almost started um, singing again i i know i but yeah social circles so important especially for me now because this extrovert thing i think that's something i'm gonna work on How? to be more um okay. self-sufficient Mm. Not necessary. Look at you being happens, introspective. You know? See, I'm you tired. can do it too. <laughs> tired, yeah. yeah. So I guess we can round up and like we can do lessons from the week. I mean, we've dropped a lot of lessons, but blessing. We always put our guests on the spot first. So, <laughs> what has this week taught you? It doesn't have to be related to the topic at all. But um, what is one lesson that you'd like to share that the week has taught you? I I mean this week. I've been thinking a bit about, well, I'm still adjusting to this time, but I, I keep going back to rest is foundational for um, me and anything I want to do and be in this world. Like I need to have a a foundation of rest that kind of Mm -hmm. supports that. Mm -hmm. That's been something I've been thinking about as I also struggle with the pressures of how to use my time the best and how to be productive and move things forward. But rest is is key. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's hmm. that has been one of Imama's one in the past, probably more than one. <laughs> yeah, maybe to a point of rest <laughs> a little bit too much. But yeah, yeah, it is important. Mm. I agree. Um, Hadiza, um, this week I started reading, so I'd say just read more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in general. Mm. Yeah, I like I like reading. So yeah, we're gonna do a reading list. I know I and Imama had talked about doing a. Uh, just like a hashtag on like Twitter or Instagram and like just talk about like whatever African books like you've been reading. So we're going to do that sometime this week. So you guys look out for that. Um, my lesson from the week is, well, I put you guys on the spot, but I can't even. <laughs> um, for me, it's been like, I already mentioned it, like keeping my social circles like strong. Mm-hmm. And no, oh, actually check up on people. That's what my lesson mm. is. I had heard you say once that, like, I guess you were on the phone and you were talking to your mom and you were saying, like, just reaching out to people right now is not really that necessary because you kind of can infer. How no, I was just saying it wasn't necessary. It was- ne- like, it's just a, like, a, like, you know what, you can predict basically mm-hmm. what they're going to say mm-hmm. is what you had. Said. No, it was more or less okay. like, um, kind of, I felt reaching out to people, like, it's more to just keep connection, to be mm-hmm. honest, because like everybody's going through the same thing right now and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, you know, OK, COVID is what everybody's going through, but it's just to connect mostly to people mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I see reaching out as just as to like hear, hear what people yeah, are going through and stuff like that, like their stories hear them talk and all of that yeah yeah uh, okay yeah i had initially looked at it that way which mm-hmm. is why i hadn't like immediately started happening i hadn't reached out to like mm-hmm. all my friends and loved ones because i i'm like i know i'm gonna check you're gonna say covid, COVID blah, blah, yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. we're gonna have the same conversation mm-hmm. but then people started calling me and i was not in a good mental state mm-hmm. like it impacted me positively because with everyone reaching out to me mm-hmm. it made me feel better like mm-hmm. it it uh-huh. actually significantly changed my life do you mm-hmm. get what i mean not you like not, you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i mean like it, uh-huh. it had a like positive, it uplifted your mood like yeah it uplifted my mood it make, made me feel more hope so i think that uh-huh. even those little things that we are um we might look at it as just like a phone call we're having the same conversation but mm-hmm. It means a lot to people to still. people, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm going to try to make it a point to reach out to people more mm-hmm. in these times. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Mama, okay. you got your quote? Yeah. So yeah, I got my quote. Yeah. So it's by, <clears throat> and I'll say her full name, <clears throat> Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Yeah. 
from half of a yellow sun. So this was like, this was the point where, okay, I'm not going to ruin the book. Anyways, there was this point in the book where Olana was talking and what she was thinking. And she's like, how much did one know of the true feelings of those who did not have a voice? And I don't know. I don't know why. I just felt like that was just really powerful. Cause I feel like a lot of times, even like, I feel like I do it. Like you try to put words or like thoughts in like the more vulnerable people's, like you, you try to speak for them, yeah. but it's like, how much do you know? Like if you are not actually, I guess if you haven't actually been in that position or you have not actually put yourself fully in that position, like how much did you know of what they were feeling? Like you cannot just like speak for others. Sometimes you let them speak. I know a lot of times people do the whole thing where it's like, yeah, like, you know, speak up for the less privileged da, 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 but like instead of speaking up for them, why don't you give them a platform, platform so they can speak up for themselves? Their mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I just thought that was just a really, really powerful quote and like especially even in this times like just kind of tying it back in this times it's like look here like you cannot just like anticipate and think of what they need like why don't you go and ask them like why like why are you trying to uh, do like do maths and like think oh like you know they might need like two thousand dollars a month they might need oh like you know like why actually like go and ask them what they actually need they might not even need the money they might really just need like this resource and kind of goes back to how much they're donating to nigeria like they're donating so much money just like they need ventilators like they actually need food like this money is great but it's like if we cannot if we can't import the things it's like what's the point yeah so so it's like money but like where yeah, money, yeah, but like, what is the doing? Just sitting in my account. But yeah, so that's my lesson from the week. Okay, you do do the lesson. I do do this. Lesson, <laughs> <laughs> could you speak a bit, like, just before we go to like where we can reach out to you, where people can reach out to you, social media, your platform. Honestly, your please, because I was gonna try. Yeah, I was trying to stalk her. And I couldn't find her. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you could tell me. Oh, I know. I gotta work on. I have a dear, uh, dear friend who has been getting on me about my, uh, web presence, but I have a website now. So that is one, uh, the main place that people can find me. It is ready for it. It is www.freshwatercc.com. And that is spelled F R E S H W A T E R C C dot com and it has more information like my email my number and how people who are interested in exploring uh working with me can get a in touch with me beautiful right so um i will say one more time for the listeners that the therapy services are folk for folks who are u.s based where i'm licensed but more broadly, I can serve and do emotional wellness coaching for folks who are national to the U.S., but also international. So I welcome inquiries from all sorts of folks and yeah. talking about how I can be of support during this time. Mm, Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, with Thank me. you. <laughs> this, was a, this was a pleasure. You guys are a lot of fun. Oh, thank Thanks. you. Yeah. yeah. So when I reached out to you and I wasn't sure if you were going to respond, but you did. Like, I, we were so excited. Yeah. Like, yo, we, How can I not respond? I'm like, this is like <laughs> Nigerian women at, reaching out to me to talk about mental, mental health, health on a podcast. Of course. It was my mm. pleasure. Yo, and I, I know Thank we've you. taken so much out of this. Mm. Therapy is honestly really helpful. It has been really helpful for me anyways. Mm. And like the way you're able to comprehend things, like and like even speak. I like speak honestly clearly. just the way I you even like speak. Our <laughs> listen to this and be like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just have that like common <laughs> feeling. <laughs> Yeah. 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 That's so sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks again. All right, guys. We will catch you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Have a great week. Bye. 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 Bye.